Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Stany. And you're listening to Mixed Politics. Welcome to episode 34. Yeah. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about tonight. <laughs> we do. How are you going to squeeze all of this into an hour? I have no idea. Um, real easy. Succinctly. <laughs> we'll do our best. <laughs> Succinctly. Yeah. So what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking Peach Crown Ooh. Royal. In honor of every fucking thing that happened last year, <laughs> that's that's the breakdown. Um, but with a splash of lime because it's mixed oh, politics, so we had to mix it with something. So it's mixed with lime juice, peach yeah. and lime. You got to try this for yourself to figure it out. Okay. What are you drinking tonight? Well, um, I already broke the rule. I'm not mixing anything, but I have a hard seltzer. <laughs> it's just it's a full pot for, for the first episode of the year. I know. I'm just going low-key right now because my brain is on overload after everything that's happened in this year so far. What is it? Day 10? Mm-hmm. Mm. When we are filming this, it is day 10 of the year, and oh my God, what a 10 days it's been. So I guess we'll just kind of dive right into it. I'm cool with it. I've been having a blast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. This has been like the best 10-day stretch the lows haven't even been like significant. Like it's just like, oh, you're low. That's cute. <laughs> I guess you want to be low. <laughs> Take that. But yeah, it's been cool. How have you been? Good, I guess. Crazy, busy, mm -hmm. exhausted. All right. You know. Well, what are we talking about tonight? What is going on with the House of Representatives speaker vote? <laughs> yeah. Can we? Do we have to call it that? No. What do no. you suggest? House of Representatives Speaker. House Speaker Fiasco. Okay. House Speaker Circus. Okay. House Speaker. Like, not just vote. Like, what the fuck was that? Did you? That's what it is. <laughs> it's a mess. I was... I'm trying to be objective here. It is a vote. My God. A yeah. fiasco that's all subjective. A vote. A vote, yeah. A 15, 15 of them. <laughs> yeah, so the summary of it is there were... Uh, <laughs> Kevin McCarthy wanted to be Speaker of the House. More than anything he's ever wanted in his life. More than life itself. <laughs> and I think he's been vying for this for the last 10, 12 years or yeah. so. And so he had to get a majority vote in the house which was 218 votes that was the that's where they started that's the bar <laughs> <laughs> and it took him 15 times because you know if at first you don't succeed try 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 15 times i do not subscribe to that policy i don't either i i would have booked it out of there been like deuces uh, y'all well, don't want me i'm out of here too when when it got to around like when it got to five I thought it was done. I was just like, all right, well, the next one, obviously, they're just, they're sick and tired of this. This is not going to be continuing. Um, mm -hmm. But then, like, when it got to seven, eight, I was just like, okay. Yeah. What the fuck? He is, has no shame. What the fuck is wrong with this man? I know. He has no shame. I've never seen any, like, I, I got, I, I'm trying to imagine at what age would I be so persistent in getting something. 12. Yeah, that's fair. A 12 year old would do that. Yeah. Because like, as soon because as like- I want it, daddy, I want yeah, it. Yeah, because like, as soon as, as soon as I got into like the teens, you know, I started figuring out who my, myself was, my personality or whatever. Right. Like right. you can't disrespect me. Fuck you, man. Like I know exactly. I'm not gonna keep doing this. I know. You find somebody else to play with. Like get somebody else to do it. I know. <laughs> but he kept going. Funny thing is, though, this is not the longest vote in history. It is not. So, in according to House uh, History.House.gov, the longest speaker election was for the 34th Congress in 1855. Mm -hmm. It took 133 rounds and took two months of voting in order to get to Nathaniel Banks as the Speaker of the House. And while the votes are going on, no business of the House can take place because you can't do anything without a Speaker, well, which the, is absolutely ridiculous the, for a government. I know, and it's because the Speaker swears everybody in, so nobody's sworn in. Yeah. <laughs> So the second longest vote was in 1849, which was the 31st Congress, and it took three weeks and 63 rounds of votes. 
Now, what is it about that time period that takes so long to find a speaker? There was conflict about slavery. Oh, yeah. Rising... That, that annoying little thing that, like, some people are for, yeah. some people are against. <laughs> there was a lot of conflict over whether slavery should remain legal, and speakers back then were either for it or against mm -hmm. it. And there was also rising anti-immigrant sentiment back in the 1850s. Can you imagine... I'm sure we're past that now. Oh, sure. <laughs> Nothing to see here. <laughs> so there's a lot of talk about the history, and for good reason, because even though there were 15 rounds, it's good to know it's not the longest. And, yeah. You know, it was a shit It's the second but... longest, though. No. The second longest was 63 votes. 63? Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Are you paying attention? I just read that. I know, but come, this <laughs> fucking drink. I'm sorry. Well, we're in for a ride. We're in for a ride today. He's I'm already drunk. <laughs> yeah. All right. So there's a lot of talk about the history, but for good reason, because it is very frustrating to see this happen 15 times. But honestly, it only took a week. It's not the longest. It's not the second longest. Mm. But also, the this is where Republican hypocrisy comes right around to slap him back in the face like a boomerang. Within the past few weeks, I've heard a lot of Repub Republican congressmen and congresswomen-elect at the time, because they weren't sworn in, talking about how they needed to get a speaker so they could change the rules and take back what Nancy Pelosi changed, because she was evil for changing the rules so that you would, would not, so you'd need more than one person to do a motion to vacate the chair. Now, there is some truth to that. Back in Thomas Jefferson's days when he was vice president, therefore he was the president of the Senate, mm -hmm. he decided it was necessary to write some general rules of decorum in the House and Senate. So in 1801, just as he was winning the White House and leaving the Senate, the you know president of the Senate seat, he published these rules, and they are still in place today in the House of Representatives. The Senate basically has abandoned them, like, that's cute. Nice job, but thanks, TJ, we got this. The House still actually uses these rules from 1801, and they use this as a general boundaries of how to conduct business in the House of Representatives, and then anything that is not followed must be overruled by the new House rules that are adopted at the beginning of each congressional term. And that's what, um, that's what they were talking about was Nancy Pelosi's evil because she said you need more than just one person to say they don't have any confidence in the speaker. And here's what I say to that. They obviously are either ignorant for saying that or willfully trying to keep people misinformed because Nancy Pelosi was not the first speaker to want to change that rule. But I think it's important to know why this is applicable to McCarthy right now, because this was one of the, the concessions. We'll talk more about other concessions, but one of the main concessions was he initially wanted to require at least five or more people mm -hmm. to give a vote of no confidence in order for him to be brought up to a vote again. Yep. And he had to concede to bring it down to one, which these the original Jeffersonian rules. This was in place to allow just one vote to vacate the chair until the mid-20-teens, and this was exactly why John Boehner actually was no longer Speaker of the House, because the Tea Party. <laughs> generally speaking, yes, generally speaking, once people were elected into their congressional seats, they didn't want to engage in the Jerry Springer chaos that we see with the Tea Party and yeah. the House Freedom Caucus today. But because of the 2010 midterms, when all these angry, chaotic, we want to tear down the government people came in, mm -hmm. they felt emboldened to say, we don't like John Boehner, so fucking yank him out of there. And all it took was one vote. So John Boehner basically said, fuck all you guys, I'm leaving. He resigned before they could take that vote. But then when Paul, Paul Ryan was going to take over as the next Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan said... He wanted to do the same thing and bump the rules up to no longer require just one seat. And I will give you... An because, because to be honest, like, if you even just look at it as, a, like, a base standard, you would not take a job 
that you were nominated and then voted into. Mm -hmm. If the very next day, one person could decide, we need to vote again to get you out. Exactly. So no matter who, like it doesn't, it's not a matter of party Mm -hmm. or whatever. And that's like, they they like to play into that. It's the party or it's this person or it's the Democrats or whatever. No sane, sane speaker of the house would take the job with the rule in place that any one of you can tell me to get the fuck out. Exactly. Because it so, disrupts business. Right. Not not just disrupts business, just the selfishness of, not even selfishness, because maybe it's not selfish, but like, why would I take a job where I could lose it tomorrow? You're wasting my time. You're disrespecting me. You're, mm-hmm. you're just making a mess of things. Right. And then, and, and at will too. So let's say you vote for me to get out tomorrow right. and it doesn't pass. Right. What stops you from doing it on Thursday and on exactly, Friday and on Monday? That and is, on Tuesday? That is exactly why Paul Ryan said he wanted to change it. And I'll give you a quote. He said, no matter who is speaker, they Mm. cannot be successful with this weapon pointed at them all the time. But the Freedom Caucus said that was a non-starter back when Paul Ryan was trying to get enough votes to be speaker. So he said, okay, we'll change it back to one. And because they had hand-selected this person, and he resigned a couple years later Mm -hmm. because the Democrats won back control of the House... They didn't really have the they didn't have the balls to do this again because how are they going to say vote of no confidence for a Democrat? We know that it's politically motivated, but now that they have control of the House again, they're trying to point the finger at Pelosi and say it's her fault that we have more than one vote necessary. But actually, no. Paul Ryan said this is a weapon, and that's why I said it's disrupting business yeah. because it's fucking petty as hell. It used to be that regardless of what people have how people felt about the speaker that got the majority votes once the speaker was nominated and confirmed it's like all right the fight's done let's just get down to business but the tea party slash freedom caucus as they're called now they're not interested in governing they're interested in creating chaos and and so that's exactly like what you said what's to stop them from doing this again and again and again and mccarthy's going to find out the hard way and it's a it's a to be to be completely just like middle of the road like now i'm not taking any sides or whatever if you have a government where the third in command can just be in and out in and out we're voting you in voting you out it's destabilizing because the speaker of the house is the third most powerful person in the country they're third in line to the president president, well second in line so you have the president you have the vice president and then you have the house speaker Mm -hmm. so now, here's a, a lot of things that, I mean, people don't think about this every day because it would be just like a rare freak occurrence, right? Yeah. But like, Air Force One, President and the Vice President are in Air Force One. Mm-hmm. What if something happens and that plane crashes? The President is now the Speaker of the House. Mm-hmm. But yesterday, somebody had a vote of no confidence and we voted that person out yes. and my friend in. Like, that's now the President. That is not a good rule. That is a, an excellent point. By the way, that's why there's an Air Force One and Air Force Two. They they generally don't do travel not together. Have, yeah, they don't okay. travel together for that very reason. But that's an excellent point. If we have the instability of a speaker who can't hold his position because of one petty ass motherfucker who wants to just say, I don't like the way McCarthy's dressed today. So let's just say he's not speaker anymore. It's petty. Yeah. And if this person is in line for the presidency after the president and vice president, we have to have stability. We have to have some sense of decorum. And I don't think that Thomas Jefferson ever would have recognized that this shit would happen, which is why he didn't write a rule that says you have to have a majority vote. But Nancy Pelosi was smart to do that. She was smart to say you had to have a majority vote to have uh, a motion to vacate the chair because she needed to get shit done and she fucking did. So McCarthy's gonna find out real quick that he's not going to be able to control his caucus because there are some five to 20 people who would love nothing more than for him to not be speaker right I now. Think, I think it might be more, I think it more, it's more like 20 to 30. Probably. Um, yeah. But at least 20 who are vocally putting themselves out there and saying yeah. they don't like him. So yeah, this would be interesting going forward. <laughs> He made a lot of concessions, though. Mm. Do you? 
I think that you really looked into, I wasn't able to find a lot about all of the concessions that we I made. found all of them. Oh, I'd love to hear them. So, <laughs> I, yeah. So, no, there were, there were a lot. And it's actually too much to go into all of them. So, but there are some important ones um, that it makes sense to discuss. But like, so you so you said five to twenty um, people. Mm-hmm. To be honest, there like I said, there were probably around twenty to thirty. But let's go with let's go with twenty. About twenty people who were in the House Freedom Caucus mm-hmm. slash Tea Party. Um, a lot of them are new. A lot of them weren't in when the Tea Party was like running their shit. Right. They're, they're okay. now, yeah. Um, two of the on to that. two of the big names were Matt Gates mm-hmm. and Lauren Boebert mm-hmm. because ridiculous loves company. I don't fucking know. Seriously, um, can we just take a pause for a second and say that Lauren Boebert failed her GED three times, and she's a member of Congress? But that gives them American people hope. Um, I don't think she leveled up with the whole run for Congress thing because she still reflects a person who failed her GED three times. Yeah. So that anyways, was continue. So I don't know if you guys watched or if you did you watch all fifteen votes? Uh, yeah, I did. I watched the last maybe. So I watched the first couple and then I kind of skipped out because I just expected it to be, to be figured over. out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I then, watched. And then when 15. it didn't wasn't figured out, like I think I caught like nine to fifteen. Mm. House Speaker, uh, present, present, and I'm gonna go with current House Speaker because of the concessions <laughs> that he's made, um, Kevin McCarthy had to go up against the Freedom Caucus, um, led by Matt Gates and Lauren Barber and a couple of other people, and they would not vote for him until he conceded to them some power or gave them some form of this is what we want or we're not voting for you mm-hmm. until we got it, right. which is very hilarious because like just on paper coming up to this like after they're like after the 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 red wave that they promised that was like a red sputter i don't even know a red yeah um so they won the house which is cool but but very like a thin majority yeah and at that point you're like okay well now the republicans are in control of the house Mm -hmm. they'll just install their speaker and move along with life yeah that was that's how things work yeah that's how it's supposed to work so you have the majority, everybody in your party votes for you, mm-hmm. and we we go get lunch. Right. That's what Kevin McCarthy thought. Or maybe, maybe he's smarter than that. Maybe he didn't. I think that he wasn't he, smarter Maybe, maybe he, he thought, he, he really thought that was how it was going to go. He felt entitled to that position. He felt he earned it, and, yeah. it, was, and it was just going to breeze through. Yeah. So when he got up there and somebody was just like, I nominate Kevin McCarthy to be Speaker of the House. He's like, rah, 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 rah. And he's like, and he's sitting in his chair and he's just like, yeah, about to get this. And then the Freedom Caucus showed up, and they were just like, "Now nah, we're not voting for that guy." Mm-hmm. So now he has two hundred and one votes. Yes. Or like, I think a couple it of times it was like one ninety nine, one ninety eight, two hundred three. Like, people were just like, "I'm not even voting. I'm just saying I'm here. I'm present." <laughs> that didn't happen till the end. To the end, though. Until the yeah. end. Yes, it fluctuated anywhere between two hundred one votes to two hundred sixteen until yeah. he finally was able to secure it. So. It was kind of, not even kind of, it was embarrassing. It was. So between votes, what he had to do was go over to the people who didn't vote for him. This is so childish and terrible. I can't even believe I'm describing this. So, you know, the votes will go through, vote round four or whatever, and he lost by whatever, or he didn't win. And he'd be just like, okay, well, this motherfucker didn't vote for me. This motherfucker didn't vote for me. This motherfucker didn't vote for me. Then he'd get up out of his chair and just walk and go up and be like, why the fuck didn't you vote for me? Okay, what what do you want? What what can I give you to make you vote for me? And then that person would just be like, I want to be chairman of the House Rules Committee. Do that for me? Yeah. I'll vote for you, bro. And... Literally, he would just be like, yeah, okay, cool, you got it. I'll make you the chairman, give me your vote. And then the next vote, it'll like go up by one, because that person got what they wanted. Right. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is, this is. is so weird, and it's yes. driving me crazy. And yeah. so that went on for a while, 
um, until it like got down to two or three, and it was just like the the big wigs of the House Freedom Caucus. It was Matt Gates and it was Lauren Boebert, and it got to the point where there was like I don't know if you saw this, there was like some cattiness between Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren and Boebert, Robert, right? Yes. And she yes. was just like. You're holding up the business of government. You're being petty. You're being catty. This doesn't make sense. And I'm just like, when Marjorie Taylor Greene starts to make fucking sense, you know we are in a different fucking realm. Yes. Because what is happening? I know. I know. I know. But it was funny to watch. So he walks over to Matt Gates, and there's like, I don't know if you, have you ever seen these um, funny lip reading? Yes. Yes. Did you see it? I did. It was so good. I did. You're going to have to post that in. <laughs> I'll, I'll do a little clip. You're a formulated He's pickle popper. He's a storm cloud. I don't like you, dude. And there's a tiger. Oh, that's it. You two guys sent the tiger. Okay, yeah. Okay, Brad, I'm a horrible person. Brad, I'll report you to Nadine. I just want your leg bones to be okay. I brought the tiger. You got somebody on the organ now? Hey man, you're gonna pay for dinner. You're gonna drink no! It's so good. So he had to make concessions. And he made some very big concessions. One of the concessions that he made was similar to what Beth talked about previously, which is how many people does it require for we or the people in the house to have a vote to say, we don't want you to be speaker anymore. We're voting you the fuck out. Mm -hmm. And we've already gone over that it doesn't make sense to run a government where one person could do this every single day. Right. Guess what Kevin McCarthy did? <laughs> Somebody said, for me to vote for you, I want it so that only one person's vote is required to get you the fuck out of the chair whenever we feel like. After lunch... After dinner, tomorrow, mm -hmm. before a game of thrones, whatever. And because he wanted the job so bad, he was just like, sure, we'll go ahead and do that. And he's stupid for doing that. Because a true leader only we, concedes to stuff that makes sense. We've already talked about multiple people who changed that. Yes. And But that's the rule now. That's the government that, that we, is, you, to. all of us have. Where... Tomorrow morning, somebody can get up and be like, bro, I don't like you. Can we vote on this dude? Right. And we're going to have to have a... So, to be honest, it doesn't really work exactly like that. They can delay it a little bit. Um, but... Uh, or to, to delay bringing it to a vote. But once it's called that we need to have a vote, at some point, that mm -hmm. vote is going to be had. Well, yeah. No, this one works differently. If you look at the Jeffersonian rules, it's basically if there is a... Mm -hmm. th this, if there's a vote, it happens. And, yeah. And the business stops until the vote is taken. Yeah. Okay. All business stops because we need a speaker. Right. So the next thing that he conceded was a bunch of chair positions for various committees. And a lot of these committees are very important. A lot of these committees, like the House Judiciary Committee mm -hmm. or... Um, ways, and means ways and Means Committee, the Rules Committee, like rules committee right? And there are committees that only eight members of, of the House of Representatives have access to top secret files. Like, the Senate can, some of the Senate can see it, and these seven people can see it, or whatever. Remember us talking about the SCIF? Yes. The Presidential right. Representative? So, people bargained for those positions, and he gave them. They were just like, I want to be the chairman of that committee. I want to see all the fucking classified files. I want to see all the top secret, whatever. And because he wanted the job so bad, he was just like, so, it's like, for me. And they were just like, yeah, make me the fucking chairman. And he was just like, yeah, okay, cool. So right about now, so I want you to understand that the people who are making these requests are the far fucking right of U.S. politics. Yes. Not like moderates. None of them are Democrats. It is the fucking nutbags. It is the people who supported January 6th. It is the people who said that the election was stolen without any form of proof or logic. It is the people who say Democrats eat babies. 
It is a like those is the QAnon people, for sure. Those are the people who made requests and concessions and got them, and those people are now going to be cheering various highly powered positions within our government because one man decided, I want this fucking job, come hell or high water. That's one. Yes. Now, I, I do want to pause for a minute and add on to that to really sharpen that fine point. Many of these people who are up for these positions are supporters of or friends with Steve Bannon. And Steve Bannon yeah. is a, and I really want to make sure you're listening when I say this, Steve Bannon described himself as a Leninist. That would be a supporter of communism. Okay. So these people who, about. and he said that he would be in favor of dismantling our country's government mm -hmm. brick by brick. So if you are at all concerned about communism in the Democratic Party, I'd like to see you play that keep that same energy towards the people on the far right who are now taking over the Judiciary Committee and the Rules Committee and Ways and Means. Yeah. The ones who are able to have information in a skiff that can see all the government secrets yeah. are the very same people who are supporting a person who wants to destroy our government. Just keep that same energy. So here, so here's another, I mean, not, not smaller, but the rules of the chamber, the rules of the house, people can like not people. Kevin McCarthy conceded to change the rules in terms of. All right, let's let me give you a perfect example of one of the rules that were changed. The time it takes before a bill gets put to a vote, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. was like the biggest one. Right. Before this, you could fast track a bill, where. And I know a lot of, listen, I, I'm aware, a lot of American people had a problem with this. And you should. You should. Yeah. Because a lot of times they'll just be like, we need this bill passed, and it has to be passed before midnight on Thursday, or the government's going to shut down, or the media's going to fall from the sky, or Jewish space lasers, blah, blah. And then everybody gets yeah. scared, and then the bill just gets pushed through. And then when it gets pushed through, after that, people read and go, whoa, 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 the fuck is this? Right. We didn't see this. Right. But it's passed, right? So... It, but there is a lot of pandering to the people who think that this is a bigger problem because there's pros and cons to it. Sure. For example, like if we need to add additional budget to the military because we're in a war or whatever, we don't have 10 days. Right. We got to get this money processed right now. Sure. So for some things, the speed is, ne is necessary. Right. For other things, it's just y'all playing politics and bullshitting around. <laughs> but now there's a set rule. Yeah. that he conceded to that says yes. no less than 72 hours. Mm -hmm. So if we are in an emergency situation, let's Fuck say nine, another 9-11 happens. 72 hours before any money, any money is allocated. If 72 hours, no matter what, there will be no, there is no emergency situation now. Right. So what, I, like I said, I get it. There's pros and cons to the situation. Sure. You don't want to abuse a situation where you're just like, okay, let's fast track this and does everybody just vote whatever, whatever. But why 72? Where did that number come from? How did you pick that number See, that it takes three days to read through things? See, people acting in good faith could easily explain that and should lead with that as an explanation as to what they're doing on behalf of the American people. Yep. And there should be a stipulation in there that says in times of emergency, as in maybe war, yep. it's not 72 hours. But this is what happens when the Republican Party, who are experts in this, they create a fire. They set fire to something. Yeah. And then everybody's running around like, what's going on? Yeah. What's going on? And and, and, then, and and then they put it out. And then they put it out. And they're the heroes. <laughs> but, but they don't take accountability for having set the fire in the first place. Yeah. And then another scenario that they're, they're experts They're both at, firemen and arsonists. <laughs> yes. Another, another scenario that they're experts at. After they've set some fires and then put them out and people get used to saying, okay, where there's smoke, there's fire. Then these people set off the smoke detectors. There's no fire. They set off the smoke detectors, but then they're they're they actually have to pass legislation to put out the fire yeah. that people believe is there and because they set off the smoke detectors. So they create these insane scenarios that runs through Fox News, OAN, all of these right wing news networks. Steve Bannon 
podcast, they create these scenarios where there's a crisis at the border and we're being overrun by you drugs remember, and fentanyl. I keep bringing then, this up. You remember the caravan that was going to yes, fucking... Yes, wh- Where is it? I know, exactly. Y'all keep making shit up. So when it comes to some of the legislation, like, um, what was the one I was thinking of earlier today, where they... One of the first things, what was one of the first things that they wanted to push through? Oh, the IRS agents. Mm-hmm. So they created this whole scenario on right-wing media talking about 87,000 IRS agents coming for you and for me. Yeah. That was not true. But because they put that out there and all of their base is in fucking frenzy over it, well, now they can't ignore it. Now they have to put, push through legislation about mm-hmm. a thing that's not even true. Because they can't backtrack and say, oh, well, it's not really true because they've misled all these people to get votes to get into office. Mm -hmm. So they actually created a whole scenario that was completely untrue. And now they have to pass legislation for a falsehood because of the falsehood that they told. So it's a waste of time. Another big one I'll tell you about the concessions that he made, because like I said, there's a lot. I can't we can't if we were to go through all of them, it would take two hours. So I was just talking about the big ones. You can go look them up. Maybe we'll post a link or something. But here's another big one. We cannot raise the debt ceiling. I just just pause for a second and just think about what I just said. Now, we've done maybe two podcasts Mm -hmm. on the debt ceiling. Yes, we did. At least one. I know for a fact we did one, right? And we talked about the fact that the debt ceiling is always raised. Always. Always raised. And it's just a part of American... Gover- governing because it's paying for the stuff that was already passed in the prior fiscal year. right right it and has like, to be raised because you, we already spent it we already spent it now and like if you really look at it it makes sense but if you look at if if you look at it from how they tell you it it seems like it's a current issue right it's not right. that it's paying for the stuff from last year it's like oh you're putting us in more debt it's like nah dude we we have to pay for what we spend we have to pay for in, Trump's tax cuts. <laughs> yeah, we have to pay for what we spent in 2022, in 2023. And the only way to do that is to get more money by creating more fucking debt. Right. Ah. It's because I think most Americans probably don't know what a fiscal year is. Let's just be real. Yeah. So here's a concession that McCarthy made. When he couldn't get the vote for my... I think it was Lauren Bober on this one. Okay. I may be wrong. But I also don't care because it's Lauren Bober. So... But it was, it was, we cannot raise the debt ceiling at all for the next two years while the, the, the cycle of the, the, the house, there's two years at a time, right? Yeah. Before, right. Yes. So for the next two years, we cannot raise the debt ceiling. That was a concession that was made and that's set, that's done. So wherever the debt ceiling currently is, that's where it's going to fucking stay for the next two years. However, debt has to be created has to be because we have to pay for the shit that we already spent i'm gonna say it again debt has to be created because we have to pay for shit that we already spent pause for just 15 seconds out of your godforsaken busy ass days working for capitalism and think okay cannot create more debt to then create more money to then pay for the stuff we already spent. How are we going to pay for the stuff that we already spent? They're going to have to cut back on things that we are currently allocated for. You know what Republicans like to fucking cut back on that's already allocated for? Do tell. I'm so curious. Medicaid. Social Security. So whatever, for the next two years, you can quote me because I know I'm not wrong. Whatever, Check your grandparents and your parents if they're old enough. Whatever their social security check is for the past, I don't know, five, six months, check it in about six months. It's not going to be the same check. Mm-hmm. It's going to be lower because they're already talking about it. Lindsey Graham was on record saying that, you know, mm-hmm. he has military pension he has congressional pension or whatever he doesn't mind cutting back on those to not mess with social security he said medicaid or whatever right because because even he already sees the problem well he he's given other speeches where he said it was an entitlement and needs right but he realized that for the next two years because there's a ceiling 
something has to be cut. And like it's glaringly obvious what they're gonna attack. Yes. They're attacking your social safety nets. Right. And you know who else is on record as uh, having given a speech about Social Security? Ronald Reagan. You know what Ronald Reagan said? He said, Social Security has nothing to do with the debt and the deficit. Oh, but it doesn't I'll now. play the clip. I'll, I'll play the clip. Social Security has nothing to do with the deficit. Social Security is totally funded by the payroll tax levied on employer and employee. If you reduce the outgo of Social Security, that money would not go into the general fund to reduce a deficit. It would go into the Social Security Trust Fund. So Social Security has nothing to do with balancing a budget or erasing or lowering the deficit. It's already paid for. There is no reason to cut it because it's already paid because for. Because you and I and everybody else who works pay into Social Security and with Medicare every with every weekly check, every two week check, every monthly right. check, or whatever. So let's talk. Let's talk about what we pay through uh, payroll taxes: Medicare, and Social Security, mm-hmm. and unemployment insurance. If the Republicans are going to pull any one of those three things, they're doing it because they fundamentally don't understand how the debt and the deficit work, which is frightening, but also they don't care how it impacts you. Yeah. And they actually have known this for a long time. They have been campaigning behind the scenes in their caucus to cut Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, unemployment taxes or unemployment insurance. They have been working behind the scenes to do that hoping to God that you won't find out until you vote for them. So if you voted Republican this time around, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Because, because they, and it, it's, 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 I knew it, this, you knew this, we knew this because we actually pay attention. It's such smoke and mirrors because it's like, it's like, oh, we're not raising the debt ceiling. So we're not, what they try to like couple the two things that don't correlate. They're, mm-hmm. they're like, we're not raising the debt ceiling and this is good for the American people because we're not raising taxes. And it's like, but you're, cutting these things that my grandparents need you piece of shit right and here's the thing they talk about how they want to invest all this in trickle-down economics and supply-side economics and blah 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 blah. because they say that if you give tax cuts to Mm. the wealthy that they're going to reinvest it into society but we can't give as much tax cuts to the the poor and the middle class because well they just don't know how to spend it appropriately so let's just say they have try to make us believe that the tax cuts for the wealthy pay for themselves because, you know, they're in a higher tax bracket. Well, we already know that's not true. Part of the reason these 87,000... Hold on. If you give me a tax cut, I'm about a new yacht. Like, fuck this. Part of the reason these 87,000 IRS employees, not agents, IRS employees were needed is because there was such an influx of questions to the IRS about the new tax codes that, Mm -hmm. that were implemented under the Trump administration. They couldn't handle the the volume of calls. And so they said, okay, we need to have more employees to handle the calls of the average person who's calling in to get their tax system because you and I have to do our own taxes. We don't have some accountant who's going to do it for yeah. us and try to find the loopholes. But that's the point that I'm trying I to mean, make is that they have accountants to find the loopholes to not pay the taxes that would actually pay for the tax cuts. Okay. I don't we want to be an asshole because we said on this podcast people trust us to be honest and true and fair and whatever i have an accountant that does my taxes <laughs> and finds the loopholes for me good for you uh, you're just you're acting like the no, elitist i'm i'm so sorry but like i i i'm a business owner multiple businesses i have stocks and dividends and whatever so hold that on makes sense. i want to be fair because it yeah. doesn't and we can't run this podcast if we're up here fucking lying oh oh no no no! i'm not saying that yeah. we i mean i don't have an accountant right but, you, but I, having a business, I definitely do so i, I want to be clear time on out that. time out <laughs> you having running a business and having investments makes sense that you would have an accountant i'm not mm-hmm. talking to the used right i am talking to the people who are right. just earning a paycheck and yeah. they're paying taxes I, you know that. what the i average you know what i didn't want you remember when it came out that fucking Tommy Loren, like she yeah. was on Obamacare and like she she had like all of these, like her whole life was like, Obamacare is terrible or whatever. I don't want to sit up here and be like, the rich people who have accountants and, and I'm like, fuck. Fair enough. 
no, boy. I'm telling you right now, I got one. Yes. Same one I had for like the last six years. But that doesn't negate the point that those who have True. accountants are finding the loopholes. Because I so, pay them to do it. Right. Because so the Republicans are saying, well, the tax cuts pay for themselves because it comes back through the whole economy. No, it doesn't because they're finding the loopholes, right? So it comes back to us to yeah. actually bear the burden of the debt and the deficit because we don't have the loopholes. The average American citizen doesn't have the loopholes. So when they say we have to cut Social Security because it costs too much money, yeah. well, you already spent the money on the tax cuts that we knew wouldn't be paid for. So it makes sense to only implement mm -hmm. new programs that can pay for themselves. But Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, and unemployment, pay, uh, unemployment insurance yeah. actually already does pay for itself. Them cutting it, that's a big fucking dick move. This reminds me. And these me, people should not be in office. This reminds me of what Dave Chappelle said. A lot of people fell in love with Trump because he was like the first honest asshole that they saw like in government. Because this is it's the same thing. It's just like, listen, so I pay someone to go find these loopholes. Sure. Because the loopholes exist. They do. If they didn't exist, me paying them wouldn't amount to nothing. Exactly. So make sure that they don't exist and then it will be fine. Right. But they do. And they do because you created them. Yes, exactly. Not me. And so now their first action as this new Congress is to cut the funding for the 87,000 IRS employees that were going to be hired to help investigate yeah. the higher tax earners and elites and accountants who are finding the loopholes. But no, that's going to go away. So now the burden is back on us, the average taxpayer. Mm -hmm. Who don't have accountants. I mean, you know, you do what you do. <laughs> if we could all have accountants, this would be a much different story. I think if anybody could afford an accountant, sure, go for it. This I'm not, this I'm not sound shaming, like I'm rich. I'm not rich. No, I'm middle class. I'm not shaming people for having accountants, but the point is most of us can't afford it because of the way that the economy is right now. Yeah. We don't earn enough to have to sustain a living, which mm -hmm. is again another thing that they're ignoring. So this is a whole, this is, I mean, this is still a concession, but it's very important. And, you know, we're almost to the end, but it's very important. Mm -hmm. There, I think, I think it is a House Judiciary Committee is like a set thing. They have their chairs. Mm -hmm. They can mm -hmm. view classified uh -huh. um, information or whatever. One of the concessions, Kevin fucking McCarthy, that's his middle name, fucking McCarthy, <laughs> fucking dumbass, McCarthy. C conceded or gave a concession to was to create a subcommittee under the House Judiciary Committee. Right. Did you see that? Did you read I, about I, that? I did. I did. And this committee is specifically to be like the Gestapo. There's no other word. And I'm sorry I'm God-winning this whole shit, but it's the truth. The Gestapo of the FBI. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know the name of the committee yet because it, it hasn't been named, but the committee can subpoena the White House, can subpoena the FBI, can subpoena the Justice Department, can subpoena uh, Attorney General. Uh, uh, anybody some point. in the Department of Justice. Yeah, yeah. Um, Attorney General, yeah. And like get their files, review them or whatever, whatever. And this specifically caters to, and it's, a, it's another far-right trope mm -hmm. because... It's the whole, now the FBI is bad because the FBI is is investigating us, the far-right fucking lunatics, the QAnons, the fucking seditionists, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, this subcommittee is pretty much going to be the oversight of, like, the FBI and can, like, put a stop to investigations, put a stop to whatever, whatever. And the reason for this is because... There have been over 250 indictments and prosecutions mm -hmm. of seditionists uh, who stormed the Capitol and were a part of the whole January 6th fiasco two years ago. And they have decided to champion these people's causes at a federal level mm -hmm. by creating a subcommittee that would put a stop to these investigations and also put a stop to the indictments, put a stop to the incarcerations, put a stop to whatever. Also, it would put a stop to investigations into Donald Trump. Yes. Because of the, we did a podcast on this. Mm -hmm. 
the documents, the top secret documents that he took to Mar-a-Lago yes. that broke maybe seven laws. Right. Um, and so this committee would would serve to either frustrate or put a stop to this at the FBI level and at the... Or at least delay. Or at least delay it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, especially for, like, the, the, the purposes of going into another election. Sure. So the that's... That's the whole purpose of this committee. McCarthy was just like, I'm going to create this committee and I'm going to set a chairperson for this committee and there's going to be all of you people who want to be, who I need your vote from to be a part of this committee. So this committee is filled with far right. It's not mixed like most committees where it's like Democrats and Republicans, equal number or whatever. It's just a bunch of fucking far right nuts who have decided that we want to stop any investigation into Donald Trump. We want to stop any investigation into January 6th. We want mm-hmm. to stop any investigation into Rudy Giuliani and election fraud bullshit or whatever. We want to stop all of that to make sure that, I don't know, the public doesn't know that these people are fucking lunatics. And also to push through our agenda and the propaganda that these things do or do not exist. The biggest point of it all, Beth, I don't know if you saw this, but when I saw this, like, I don't know if you ever had that feeling where, like, this ball, like, drops in the middle of your stomach mm-hmm. and you're like, you the fuck. Like, yeah. maybe, like, the person that you loved, like, broke up with you out of the blue or mm-hmm. just, like, it was one of those feelings where you're just like, the fuck? Mm-hmm. The chairman of this committee is already decided And it's no other than Jim motherfucking Jordan from the great state of Ohio. Now, everything you just said is true. It is true. I apologize from the great state of Ohio of the people who are here who have fucking sense. We do not endorse him. Jim Jordan is probably the worst congressman in the history of congressmen. He, like, if you were to have a conversation with Jim Jordan, after about three sentences, you'd just be like, I'm talking to an idiot. If you think I'm lying, go to YouTube, type in Jim Jordan. My, just type in Jim Jordan in Google. Just anything. Just type in Jim Jordan. Matter of fact, wasn't he a part of some fucking investigation with raping uh, or molesting kids with OSU and a wrestling thing? Like, this dude's fucking terrible. He is the chairman of the committee that's going to oversee the goddamn Federal Bureau of Investigations. And I, I want to pour just, this drink in my eye. And I just, can't deal with it. Everything you said is true, but I want to put it in, in, in different words to highlight the absurdity of this. Jim Jordan is leading something. And not like a herd of pigs. I don't even know if pigs go in a herd. This is so frustrating. I'm so sorry. Okay. So what the what he just said is is actually what's going to happen, but that's not the way that McCarthy or anybody else or Jim Jordan is is saying is going to happen. What they have said is that they are they want to have a subcommittee that has oversight over the Department of Justice in all open investigations. Now that is a violation of the separation of powers to begin with, because Congress doesn't have oversight over the Department of Justice. It's part of the executive branch that is a separate branch of government. They have checks and balances, but they don't have oversight into active investigations. That is a violation of the separation of powers. Yeah. Now, if the Department of Justice does an investigation, closes their investigation, then Congress can inquire into and, and issue subpoenas for the information for the closed investigation. investigation. Not while it's going on. Not while it's going on. And just think about this. Let's just put ourselves in the shoes of a person who's been convicted of a crime. And let's say, whether it's the Department of Justice at the federal level, whether it's the state that we live in, whether it's the locality that we live in, they have an open active investigation on us in the police force or in the Department of Justice. Yeah. And now we're being told that somebody in Congress is going to be meddling into my affairs. How can I have a fair fucking trial 
if some other Especially if agency if is their meddling shit is, in it. If their shit is politically motivated. Exactly. And we know where the fuck they stand because they are yes. the people who like make up shit like China sent bamboo fucking ballots to Arizona. Right. The only reason that they want this subcommittee is because it is politically motivated. There is no reason. And this is so important because if we're, there are so many people who have questions about the integrity of our government. You should not support this and then out of the same fucking breath say that you have any questions about the integrity of the government. Yep. Because this is not allowable. It should not be allowed and it's disgusting. And to, and to your point, to have Jim Jordan. Jim be the the, the chairman of that no. The, the Bro, thing about I Jim wouldn't Jordan, put Jim Jordan in like charge of like a bunch of Lay's potato chips. Right. Uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what the fuck? Exactly. Because Jim Jordan is the kind of person who sounds like he knows what he's talking about just because he talks real fast and he says all these things and he doesn't let you get a word in and he deflects all the time and so you ask him a question and he it's says something else and they're like. It's actually a whole, yeah, you can, I'm not even joking. Like, it's a whole thing. It's called Gish Gallup. You can Google this, Wikipedia, whatever. And it speaks about people in politics or whatever who speak really fast and give you so many things to refute that you can't refute all of them. And it looks like they're making a lot of sense, but all of it is is nonsense. It's it's like talking to a flat earther. And it's just like, well, the earth is flat. Well, well, why can't you see the curvature? And like, why have we, and then they didn't go to the moon. And like, you didn't see the thing. And it's it's all in whatever, blah, 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 blah. And and then you're just like, hold up, hold up. Can we we talk about the first thing that you said? Because you said seven things. I can't. Yeah. 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 No. That's Jim Jordan. That's That's how he talks in Congress. Exactly. Exactly. All the time. Like I listen to the the, whenever, whenever they give it, whenever, (laughs) whenever they give him a chance to speak. Yes. And like question someone. Right. He'll throw like nine questions at them, and like the person, you know, the last time I remember watching him question it was that um, major. I don't. I remember his specific title. I'm just gonna go with major general. But it was the guy that did the whistleblowing for what happened with the Ukraine um, phone call, and like he he was oh, like oh yes he, yeah um, uh, I forgot his oh, name oh his name's on the tip of my tongue yeah um, 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 um. and like they kept calling him like Mister So and So and he had to crept oh, and he's yeah, just so like, like my military me. title Pearl. is So and So don't fuck with me yes and like Pearl Jim Vinman yes yes right. And like and like Jim Jordan had a chance to speak, and he was just like, "Well, why were you? Where were you?" And a guy was just like, "Which one of those do you want me to answer?" I think I'm fucking stupid. Like that that yes. guy's gonna be in charge of yes. overseeing the FBI. I, and uh, and it. it's it's one thing for you to believe that the investigations into Donald Trump are bogus or that they're not worthy, but to have Congress asking for so it, and, and again and also another thing. Let me just sidestep for a minute. Congress issuing subpoenas, fucking have at it. Issue all the subpoenas you fucking mm-hmm. want. But I'm warning you right now, these subpoenas are going to be challenged in court. And the Department of Justice is going to win. Because if they're being subpoenaed for active investigations and information, no federal judge is going to support, and the Supreme Court is not going to support, Congress having their hands and their smudgy fingers all over active investigation documents. So I'm not saying that they shouldn't have the right to subpoena. Fucking have at it. Do whatever you want, Jim Jordan. But the point is, if you think about how much this just, it it blurs the lines between what Congress should be doing and Mm -hmm. what they are actually doing. And and so we have all these committee assignments that are happening and these, these chairmanships that are being given to people who haven't been there very long. They 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 literally have been given because I want your vote. Right. So McCarthy has been selling out our government He's so for selling a for vote. Votes. This is the exact thing that Republicans hate, and they're actually doing it in their name. But here's another thing, is that these the people that have been in Congress for a long time, call them the swamp, I don't give a shit, call them whatever you mm-hmm. want. But if they've been in Congress for a long time, they've been waiting for these chairmanship appointments. Yeah. They've been waiting for these committee assignments. And so now you have Lauren Boebert coming in here on her high heels and her long hair and her stupid fucking brain. She's coming in here, waltzing in, saying, I'm going to get that because I finally voted present for McCarthy to become speaker. Those tenured congressmen and congresswomen are going to be real pissed. I know. I know this is random. I know this is random and not necessarily 
associated with what we're talking about. But everybody knows that Lauren Boebert had a restaurant in Colorado that was based on open carry and having your guns in your restaurant. Mm -hmm. Apparently the restaurant failed and it's no more. Right. And now the new ownership is a bunch of Mexicans <laughs> opening a Mexican restaurant. I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> no, these are facts. You can Google yes. this if you want. It's true. It's now, true. This, now, this is the person who couldn't run a fucking restaurant mm -hmm. about guns and food in Colorado yeah. who's going to be the chairman of whatever the fuck committee <laughs> in a skiff right. in right. our goddamn government. Right. I have two more points that I want to cover here. Um, Speaker McCarthy on his first day already lied about what he was going to do. Yes. Back on November 25th of last year, McCarthy said in a tweet that on his first day as Speaker, members would, quote, read every single word of the Constitution aloud from the floor of the House, which hasn't been done in years. Mm. His first day, they didn't fucking read the Constitution. What happened to that? You have to question the very bare minimum of what he said to gain popularity with the far right wing of the GOP. The very thing that the Tea Partiers slash Freedom Caucus voters say, oh, yes, we should read the Constitution. Yes, let's say, yeah, I'm going to retweet that. That's great. He fucking lied because he lost sight of what he promised to people. He's not going to lose sight of what he's promising to the people who voted for him yeah. as speaker. He's going to lose sight of what he promised the people who voted him for him to get into Congress. You, in the you first know what? Place. You know what though? To be like, to be fair to him after 15 rounds of like shameful neglect, I don't know if he even remember what the fuck he said it at round matter. one. No, I agree with you. He he should because he said it. He said it, but he but he probably that's his doesn't core remember. Conviction. His core conviction is we need to get back to the Constitution. It so was, you shouldn't forget that. It was so frustrating rounds. to watch these fifteen rounds. Oh, yeah. Because like, like I I put myself in the position of his shoes to be empathetic mm -hmm. to what was going on, mm -hmm. and I don't know. I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was my personality or the Jamaican in me or whatever. But like I, I've said it to multiple friends, after three, three, yeah. the very fourth round, I just like the next person who was gonna stand up to nominate me. I'd be like, hey, 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 don't fucking call my name no more, bro. Right. Exactly. Don't call. Don't listen. The fuck you? You think I'm a goddamn clown? I'm not doing this. Right. These people, these people didn't vote for me the first three times. Obviously, they don't want me. Right. All of y'all go suck shit. I'm out. Yeah. Find somebody else. Get somebody else to do it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. But dude stayed there, and he was in the chair like this for each time. Yes. Like, bro, they don't want you. It got to the point. I don't know if you remember. It got to the point where Lauren Berber was like, maybe Trump needs to call him and tell him he doesn't have the vote. Like, when we get, like, he's completely powerless as a speaker yes, right now. he is. He has no power. He's the weakest speaker probably in the history of the United States. At least for a long time, at least in our, in our lifetime. But I do want to say there was something um, kind of tying us together to the 15 rounds of voting plus what McCarthy was giving away and all these committee assignments. You mentioned a little bit earlier mm. the fight. The near fight that broke out on, on the floor. This was after round 14 of the speaker vote. I fucking called it. If you were sitting in my house, you would have oh, heard man. me say this. That was beautiful. When I, I had TikTok pulled up and listening to some panel debates mm. while we were all listening to the to the um, the vote. On, and I was watching C-SPAN. And, and I saw Matt Gates sitting there in his chair. And then somebody said, <laughs> said wait, we're, Gates isn't there. I'm like, oh, no. And I'm typing. I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. He's there. I bet you anything he left so that he has to have his name called at the end of it because he wants to see how this goes in yeah, the oh. so that he can actually have the power to cast his vote God, as the deciding one. It's such a dick-waving contest. Yes, in this yes. and that is literally what he did. Yeah. He left the room long enough for them to call his name, and then he fucking showed up again. He sat his ass down next to Lauren Boebert. This is round 14. I remember that, yeah. So he's sitting next to Lauren Boebert. He gives his, his vote as present. And McCarthy gets up out of his seat. He doesn't have enough votes. He doesn't have enough votes. 
So he McCarthy gets up out of his seat, walks up there, and they start having an exchange. And there's finger pointing going on. Matt Gates is getting heated. And then it was Representative Tiger. <laughs> Representative Mike Rogers shows up. He starts lunging towards Matt Gates. And you could see, as you were saying, there was somebody who was holding him back by his mouth, holding him back to not lunge at Oh, now, here's, here's the downfall of that. Mike Rogers is stepping down, not from his congressional seat, but from his position on the Republican panel that decides committee assignments. Funny how that works. Yeah. So this man who was invested in this whole conversation about committee assignments, because of all of the concessions that McCarthy made, I'm sure that Rogers was still like, okay, this is... This is going to be all right. We're going to get him in in the 14th round, and then we're going to start going to work. But because he couldn't contain himself, and he actually almost started a fight he on the floor, lost now it. he's being forced. I don't know if he's forced. He's resigning from his panel position to decide who gets on these subcommittees. <laughs> it's a fucking clown show. What's going on here? It's so embarrassing. But this I used, is who you all voted for. I used to watch. I used to watch like Taiwanese Parliament and shit. Where like motherfuckers you be said, fist fighting. Like yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it turned into yes. that in the in the United States yes. Congress. Yes, it, it's it's ridiculous. And you mentioned Trump. I mean, what is? He seems to have absolutely no sway whatsoever. He doesn't, but no, he has some, but it's weird because like, I don't think the people who are involved, whether it's the Freedom Caucus or the moderates or whatever, like they haven't decided yet on how much power he has and like how much power he wields. It's like, are we with him? Do we need the votes? Do we need the base? I'm not sure. Are we against him? The red wave didn't work. Everyone who was radically for him lost in the in the elections. We don't know what's going on. So there, it's like it's it's like when you're in that position where you're like the relationship is ending. Yeah. But I don't want to be the one. Yeah. To, yeah. to break us yeah. up. Exactly. Because I don't want the blame. So you just kind of distance yourself a little yeah. bit and just kind yeah. of wait for them to grow tired. Of yeah, you. <laughs> and like maybe, maybe, hopefully, you they'll know, they'll get sick of it. They'll get sick of it. Yeah. I think that's where they are right now. Yeah. Because it's like it's really weird because Matt Gates was, um, he was a huge Trump supporter, mm-hmm. and then in the middle of all of this fiasco, he kind of like. He wasn't supporting Kevin McCarthy, and Kevin McCarthy is a Trump supporter. Right. So it's like, okay, well now he's against Trump. Well, he actually. But then he like tweeted out some shit. Yeah. And it's like, he's he's literally the one who's stuck in the relationship of, I don't I don't know if we're breaking up, but I don't be the one to call it. I don't know. Well, Matt Gates actually kind of put himself out there in the media. By the way, he's still being investigated for sex trafficking across I, state I heard the, No, I heard the investigation was closed. What? Is it done? It, we're going to have to look it up. <laughs> yeah. I heard it was closed with no indictment. Um, but he had put himself out there in an interview saying, I can't remember exactly what the words were that he mm-hmm. used, but essentially saying that um, is not right for supporting McCarthy. Um it, he doesn't have the power. He doesn't have enough votes, and he should just give up. And I think that that probably is going to harm Matt Gates yeah. for putting himself out there so publicly against Trump. I'm not sh- so so. Is the Freedom Caucus House Freedom Caucus are they against Trump or are they with Trump? With Trump, they were. They were with Trump in 2016 and 2020 but now though like it's undecided i mean no not a lot of people are giving their support to him so it's it's not because the thing is we're in the we're in the age of analytics yes and like they're looking at the analytics and you can't avoid looking at it it's just like well all of the people who supported trump and like election fraud and rabble rabble Literally, all of them have lost senators, governors, mm-hmm. congressmen, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why should we align ourselves with a loser? But people don't think that way. The Republican Party as a whole, yeah. Let's say the 
umbrella of people who vote Republican, they care about winning. They don't care about principles. They don't care about morals. They mm -hmm. don't care about ethics. They say that they do all those things, but when, you, when it boils down to it, there's hypocrisy across the board. Yeah. They can, in one breath, say that they support total autonomy when it comes to COVID vaccines and they want smaller government. But when it comes to abortion, they're like, oh, we want the, the doctor in the room with the person in Congress and we want them to make all the decisions for, you know, Tennessee is actually rolling back their strict rules about abortion because they've seen what a nightmare it's caused in the hospitals and women dying. So the hypocrisy is across the board when these people say that they have morals and ethics and they, they want this and that and the other. But when it comes to voting Republican, they just want to win. That's all they care about. So they're still going to support Trump. It means winning for wow. them. Tell these people how to reach us, Beth. All right. We are on all major platforms. So if you're on, if you're more towards the audio podcast, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all those things. If you're more towards the visuals here on YouTube, we, we do post these every time we record, but then we also simulcast on the audio portion of it. Be sure to subscribe both places if you could, because we appreciate it. We also post our little videos on Facebook mm -hmm. and, um, I do have a TikTok that I've been posting a couple of our videos too, so I'm thinking it might be time for us to get a TikTok because, to be honest, like a mixed politics TikTok. Yeah. Mm. To be honest, we might need it as a backup account because you know a lot of people who join these lives in TikTok on the left wing actually get banned. So oh. you need a backup account with some followers. We oh, because because just... it's Chinese. Yes. Uh -huh. Yes. So we might need to just kind of create a TikTok and gain a following so that if we need it for a backup account, that we can that might be a thing. So, so that's coming. But at least for now, we are, we're going to be on TikTok, but mm -hmm. all major platforms are on there. Instagram, all that jazz. But we also have a Patreon. He's going to yeah. talk about that. And I haven't told you guys about Patreon for a while, but <laughs> I do remember that we do offer kickbacks to people who support us we do have wonderful supporters that have been with us some close to the two years that this podcast has been going um rayon uh sierra i'm call you guys out by name we love you and appreciate you um captivate.com just uh build us for the the distribution of this podcast today you pay for that not me and we greatly appreciate your support um if you do support us on patreon there are things that you get back, whether it's hoodies, whether it's access to our Discord, whether it's being able to ask a question and have it answered on the podcast. All of those things are available. Being on the show, coming in and bartending for us. I did have a friend who wanted to bartend. Oh, really? but, then, but then she had like social anxiety. She was just like, I don't oh. want to be on camera. Oh my God. And I was like, well, I'm not going to force you. Please reconsider. Because to be honest, when you're in the room, it doesn't feel like you're yeah. on camera. It's just it's like just, hanging out. It would just be the three of us. Right. And exactly. alcohol. Right. So, another episode in the wraps. I'm yeah. excited. To all this. our analysts, pundits, pundits and, and experts. experts. Cheers. Yeah. Thanks for, wow, we started this in 2021? Son of a bitch. The concept of it, I still remember the conversation <laughs> oh that we had. God. We're in 2023, it's crazy. I know. I still remember the conversation we had when we started this podcast, the whole ideation of it. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. I'm Me too. Thanks for sticking around with us and for... And for watching. We I, appreciate it. I appreciate you. We appreciate yeah, you. We do. Yeah. All right. So, next time. Yeah.